My very first client in this online space was someone who said to me, Jess, I want to want to eat the salad. I want to know how to eat cake on the weekends and still feel good about eating a salad. I'm sick of this feeling of deprivation when I don't eat something that looks really good. And I'm also sick of the guilt that comes when I do decide to eat something that looks delicious. How do I shift my mentality to enjoy both the sugary, sweet, delicious dessert foods and the really nutrient dense foods? How do I get here? And when she asked me these questions, this is when the empowered eating model really came together because there is a way that we can tie what's important to us and our values to the nutrition knowledge that we have and listen to our bodies. And when we string those three things together, we do want to eat salads and we know how to eat cake without going crazy or feeling guilty. It's a beautiful balance to be in. This is the empowered eating model. One of the first steps in getting to this place is learning to shift your relationship with food from an emotional crutch to fuel. And this is a really dynamic and journey of a transition, but I want to talk to you guys today about the two things you can do to get started in this process, because a lot of us do use food as an emotional crutch. It's something that we pull to, or we go to when we're stressed, when we're sad, when we're happy. I mean, I know when I'm in a good mood, I I want some chocolate. And so learning to identify how we act our emotions out with food is a game changer because it does set the stage for us to start making transitions and reconnecting with food as fuel. And not that it always has to be. I mean, you better believe I still eat chocolate when I'm in a good mood. It's just not as extreme and it is not in an amount that is self-sabotaging or makes me feel bad or sets me up to feel guilty or the next day because we don't have time for that. We have way too much going on. We don't have the mental energy to give to guilt. And friend, you don't deserve to have that burden on your back. Welcome to the Fuel Her Awesome Show, friends, where we dig into nutrition deeds that are actually helpful and we learn to be nicer to ourselves. I mean, think about it. Those things you say about your body, would you ever say them to your friend? I don't think so. (laughs) I am so glad you are here. I'm Jess, registered dietitian, juggling mama, work, and wife life amidst all the things. I used to spend an insane amount of energy hating on my body and lost in nutrition, but now I have way too much on my plate. I cannot afford to mistreat my body. And because I have a history of struggling with food, I know I have to be careful with how I approach my health goals. This is why I'm so passionate about empowered eating. Sister, in case you haven't heard it today, you are awesome. And I have resources for you beyond this podcast. Check out JessBrownRD.com and take my body confidence workshop totally free. All right, grab a cup of coffee or two (laughs) and let's fuel your awesome with empowered eating. Okay, friends, we're talking about how to fall in love with healthy eating. How do we want to want to eat the salad? And how do we learn how to have the cake without a side of guilt? But before we dive in, I just want to say happy Valentine's week. (laughs) If you guys celebrate Valentine's Day, then I'm sending you all the hugs and kisses over this microphone. I guess it's audio hugs and kisses. (laughs) I just want to say thank you guys so much for all the love you guys give to me. It is such an honor to be here and be in your corner. And I just, I love you guys. So happy, happy Valentine's Day week. I hope you have some delicious white chocolate covered strawberries in your future. Okay, that's my wish. I told my husband, we don't celebrate, but I told him, I want something this year. All I want from you is I want you to pick me up the white chocolate covered strawberries that are made at this local small shop that is right next to the gym he goes to every single day. So I've made it convenient for him and I've been very specific. So I'm hoping 
if he doesn't get him for me, I'm just gonna go buy him myself. <laughs> I think he will though, he was really sweet about it. So I am excited about Valentine's Day for these white chocolate covered strawberries. I hope you guys get something delicious, but I want you to be able to enjoy them without a side of guilt. So that's what we're talking about today is how to fall in love with healthy eating and how to understand eating things that maybe don't provide nutritional value without that side of guilt. And we're gonna do this using the empowered eating model. I've got two steps to get you guys started today. Now these are just the first two steps. Working through this, it truly is a journey and it's something that has many steps along the way. It requires trial, error, adjustment, and today I'm just getting started on this journey with you. So if you guys want the next steps and want to dive in deeper, I would love to do that with you one-on-one -on -one or through my signature program. Whichever way you decide to go about this journey, there's one thing I can promise you, it is worth it. We have to live with food every single day. We have to interact with it multiple times per day in private, social settings, and we have to live in our body. So even though we have a lot going on, we're busy, being pulled in so many different directions, like sometimes feeling like an octopus with eight arms, you know, going a hundred different ways. This one is at our core. This one is so important for us to get right because it impacts everything around us, which is why I'm so passionate about it. I want you guys feeling awesome in your own skin so you can share your inner awesome with those around you. Okay, so let's get started on these two steps today. So the first step in this empowered eating journey and how we fall in love with healthy eating is we have to remove shame around food. Shame has become something that is so prominent around food. It's like we have attached a moral compass to all different kinds of food. I mean, we literally have good and bad food lists. How many times in a day do you hear someone refer to a food as a bad food? Oh, I ate pizza. I was so bad at lunch. Oh, did you guys see that horrible food they have in there? It's so bad. It's such a limiting word because we're not looking at food holistically. We're not looking at our health holistically. In one of my programs, I worked through something called the donut victory. And the donut victory is unique to each individual. So I have some clients I work with who encounter a donut and their donut victory is if they can walk in, look at the donut and decide to not have it. I have other clients who find their donut victory in having half of the donut. I have other clients who their donut victory is actually eating the donut and not feeling guilty and not feeling like they have to punish themselves for eating the donut. The point is every single one of us has a different story and is at a different place in our journey with food. And so we cannot simply lump food into a good or bad category because we're not looking at ourselves holistically and we're not considering all the different aspects at play when we interact with food. We have to remove shame so we can look at food platonically and start to better understand how we interact with it. When shame pops up, you'll know it's shame because it makes you feel small. It makes you not want to talk about something. It makes you want to hide and it makes you feel like you are wrong. The key indicator that it's shame, not guilt, is that guilt makes you feel like you did something wrong, whereas shame makes you feel like you are something wrong. And I see this so much in people's relationship with food is that they make a choice that maybe wasn't the best choice. I mean, we all do it, right? Like I had nachos for lunch the other day and I felt terrible afterwards. They were delicious, but I felt terrible. And I had a really busy day and it did not set me up. Like it was not a choice that I would like to make again. But instead of looking at it and going, okay, now I know more for next time, 
a lot of times people take those errors and internalize them and start to think, oh my gosh, I did it again. I can't believe I did that. Now your bo- my body is ugh and I'm so upset with how I look and I am something wrong. And we take those nachos that we had for lunch, which is a one-time interaction, and instead of just learning from it and moving forward, we lump on shame on top of shame and start to believe that we are something wrong. This is where body image stuff comes up. This is where we start to feel insecure and we second guess who we are. Friends, this is why maintaining a healthy relationship with food in our body is so important because when we have this shame show up, it becomes deep rooted and impacts everything that we do. So in order to remove shame from our relationship with food, I want to do something for you today. If you have ever used food as a coping tool or you've eaten food just because it tasted good, you know, you, sh- you thought I should get the salad, but I really want the nachos. I want to tell you something, friends. You are normal. It is a very normal thing to do something like that. It is basic human instinct to want something that feels good in the moment. And why are we shaming ourselves for that? Once we can see that we are not doing something wrong, rather we're just doing what normal humans do, then we can look at it with more of a logical and objective lens and decide if it's something we actually want to do that serves our future self. Also, if you use food as a coping tool for stress, very normal. For sadness, totally normal. For happiness, yes, we all do it. I mean, that's what we do at birthday parties. We eat cake and ice cream. There's also some science behind this. There was a study done on individuals who were shown images that evoked negative emotions and they had them rate their emotional reaction on a scale of one to 10 after seeing these images. While they brought that group back and showed them similar images and had them do the same thing, only this time they were hooked up to an IV that administered fatty acids directly into their bloodstream. So that's like the equivalent of you eating a high fat dessert. What they found is that when people had higher concentrations of fatty acids in their bloodstream, they didn't have as strong of emotional reactions to these images. So in other words, they concluded that when we have higher doses of fatty acids in our bloodstream, we're kind of numbed out. We're not as reactive to the things going on around us. So I share this with you. You know, not to tell you to eat ice cream every time you're sad, but to let you know doing so is a very normal thing and it's a protective mechanism that works biologically. Here's the thing that many of us, when we do this over time, it starts to sabotage us in the long run, especially if this is our only coping tool. So I'm not saying you can't have ice cream when you're sad. Believe me, I do that many, many times. However, I don't do it every time. And when we learn to One, remove the shame. We can start to expand our toolbox on how we want to cope with some of these emotions that pop up. Removing shame in our relationship with food is so crucial because without it, we stay stuck. When we bring shame to the table, literally and figuratively, our brain is not in a space where it can start to think outside the box or make changes. It keeps us stuck, it keeps us isolated, and it keeps us thinking that we are something wrong. So I'm going to wrap up step one with this statement. When you make a quote, I'm going to say air quotes, mistake with food, I want you to normalize it to neutralize it. Normalize to neutralize, normalize to neutralize. When we do something that doesn't feel good, take a look around. You're not the only person that's ever done that. And we want to remove that shame and that's going to neutralize the shame, allowing us to actually make changes moving forward. Okay, so step number two, after we remove shame, is we can actually start looking at our biofeedback. What does our body say about the food? What is our energy level? What is our hunger, our satiety, our fullness factor? 
all of these things, number one, help reinforce the removal of shame, but number two, it connects our body and our mind back together. When we've been steeped in diet culture, when we've cycled through diets, when we've done all the things and we are left with this broken relationship with food, it's no wonder we don't want to want to eat the salad. (laughs) We don't want to eat healthy because we have no idea how it even makes us feel. We have no connection with our own body. So when we get back to some of that biofeedback and we let our body tell us how we feel about the food we're eating, it completely changes it. Let's take weekend warrior eating, for example. This is someone who eats very on point. Some might call it perfectly during the week and then just goes crazy on the weekends. What's happening here is that rules and schedules are dictating what this person eats. And there's no connection with how the food actually feels in our body. This is a completely unsustainable way to eat because eventually something's going to happen. We're going to get off plan and we're not going to know what to eat. So we're just going to go off the deep end. I used to eat like this all the time where during the week I was very focused and some would call it on point and then I went crazy on the weekends and it wasn't until I actually stopped and listened to what my body said about the foods I was eating did I come to this place of balance. Last weekend, I went from having pizza at dinner to a salad at lunch and honestly enjoyed both equally. It didn't feel deprived and I was able to do that because when I have things like pizza, It tastes delicious in the moment, but it is something that makes me feel tired afterwards and it actually changes my bowel movements if I don't follow it up with something high fiber. So I've learned over time that balancing something like pizza with a salad at the next meal helps me feel really good. It keeps my energy high and it doesn't mess up my gut. This completely changes how I eat on the weekends. Instead of going completely off the wagon, It's this like give and take, right? Like I still enjoy food with my friends and family and at the same time, keep my health in balance. I just had an amazing client who got back from vacation and she, for the first time, experienced this cool balance where she went and she had some really delicious foods like specialty lattes, deep fried Monte Cristos. I mean, some really cool local foods that she doesn't normally have. However, at the same time, she also had some meals where she ordered salad with light dressing. And before she said this would have been a cycle of eating these foods and feeling guilty and feeling like she had to pay for them or restrict herself on the next meal. But this time, truly what it was, was an attempt to balance both the fun side of food and the fuel side of food. And it left her in a space where she enjoyed the vacation more than she's ever enjoyed a vacation before because she didn't spend time getting tripped up in her head about how to eat perfectly throughout the time she was there. It was an incredible experience for her. And this is what I want for you guys. So to get you started on this journey, number one, we have to remove shame. Normalize to neutralize. And number two, connect with your body's biofeedback. Friends, these two things will get you started. And you know they may be all you need. I've had people do these two things and run for years feeling great here. But if you're finding you want more, I would love to be in your corner, either one-on-one or through my signature program where we expand on these in detail and pull in the full empowered eating model. Whichever route you decide to go, I know you will not regret it. It is something that is life-changing and life-giving, and I cannot wait to hear what that does for you. Friends, I hope you have a beautiful Valentine's Day week. I hope you have your equivalent of my white chocolate-covered strawberries without guilt, and I hope you have some delicious veggies too. 
Have a beautiful day. Cheers and happy eating. Gosh, I'm so glad you joined me today. If today encouraged you, would you take a minute and encourage me by leaving a review for the show? I read every single one of these reviews and your words, they mean so much to me. This podcast is here to support you weekly, but it only scratches the surface. For more info on how you can become an empowered eater, grab my free workshop on how to become confident in your body without obsessing over food at jessbrownrd.com. Don't forget to join me right here next Monday where I cannot wait to fuel your awesome. Cheers, my sweet friend, and happy eating.